Am I plugged doom, in? Doom, doom. Yep. How's it going, guys? Good. How you doing? Doing good. Um, you guys aren't rolling yet, right? Uh, I don't know, Darren. What? No. We're not what? Rolling? No, like live? No. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Um, before you guys start going, I figured just for the version on our end, <coughs> so I don't have to add it in later. I'm gonna play our intro real quick, just for our side of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arnold A. Noah Beaver B. Caleb Stevenson. Wasn't that nice and sloppy? <laughs> did you did you do the burp in real time? Yeah, so I um we we've been kind of flying by the seat of our pants on this whole podcast thing. We're kind of noobs to it. Uh I think we got seven or eight episodes under our belt now. So uh yeah, I was like, oh man, we've got to add an intro. So I had my buddy play some guitar, I played some drums, and then chugged a beer at like ten in the morning just so I could get the gulp and burp noises. And the crack in the beer open. And that's how that went. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, thanks again for doing this. Appreciate it. No problem. I've been, uh, I was telling a bit of a delay. Hmm. Are you guys That'll hearing yourself? Set. Yeah, we hear ourselves. Uh oh. Well, let me I try to deal with it. it. It seems to be gone now. Yeah, we yeah, had this problem with uh, yeah. it. It seems had, to happen every time. It's like, yeah, it's like for the first um, minute it happens because the same thing happened with Nick the Rat when we recorded with him, and then it didn't happen again the rest of the time. So let me know if it comes back. I'll see if I can fix it. But you're good now? Yeah, sounds good now. Yep, good. Sweet. Awesome. So you guys are in Canada? Oh, yeah. Yep. Six yeah. foot of snow last night, or six <laughs> uh, inches, sorry. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, no, we're in near Calgary. Yeah, I've been listening to you guys for, um, yeah, I was saying that to Pat because at the end of the podcast, we were talking Pat Militich. And, um, yeah, he, I was just talking about how beautiful the spider web of podcasting is because, like, I've been listening to you guys, uh, for years now. And then through you guys, I found Tripoli Show, Tim Fole Hat. And then through that, I found Conspiracy Farm. And through Conspiracy Farm, I found Higher Side Chats. So it's like a cool little network. Totally. Yeah, they're all Same great no people agenda. too, you know, and we, yeah. we don't really compete. We just help each other out. We just had Greg Carwood on the other day. and That was a great one. I'm to listen uh, to that one. Yeah, and uh, he's, uh, yeah, we just help each other out. Great thing. Yeah, yeah I, um, yeah. Pat, Pat was our first guest, and uh, <laughs> I was like, um, which was awesome, and it was like, we're super happy he did it. Um and I was like, I was like, oh, I've always loved Pat Miltich. So I was like, oh man, even before I knew he had a podcast, it's like, uh, so I had this whole intro for him and I like gave him this nice little intro and then I called him Pat Middletich and I was like, <laughs> 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 he was a nice enough guy that he didn't blame me for it. But I mean, Tripoli does that with every guest, so I don't feel too bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's something adorable about the way he does it. Yeah. And then Brad I does it too. 
Yeah, I do it too. Graham will be like, we'll be like right about to go live, and it'll be like, okay, so how do you pronounce it? And I'll be like, <laughs> blah blah blah, and then like go live, and he says it the opposite way, yeah. like two yeah. seconds later. That first time repeating the name is always incorrect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so we did. That was the first guest with Pat. And then the same day, we recorded with Nick the Rat. So we went from talking about QAnon and satanic pedophiles with Pat to just talking about drinking beer and talking about ass and titties with Nick the Rat. <laughs> it was a great uh, two-punch combo. Is Pat still all in on the QAnon? Uh, Pretty much. Yeah, he um, he's not, like, because there's levels to Q, you know. Um, he's totally. on the more reasonable side of Q, I would say. And he's not like a hundred percent all in, but um, I don't know. He he sounded pretty confident that some uh, stuff was about to happen with Q. The sealed uh, the sealed indictments, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to you know like the level of Q where they're talking about like Oprah and Ellen are you know under house arrest and about to go down for child sex trafficking, right. I don't think he uh, was on board with that. Yeah, level. he didn't sound too excited when I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> did that uh did that artwork I sent work out? Which oh yeah, it's on there right now. We're live now. Oh, cool, uh, yeah. So looks like, great. Yeah, we, uh, Who did your art? Yeah, well, um, Cassie Ruiz, our friend. I mean, I've known her since middle school, but I hit her up and man, she banged that thing out last night because I set up the website yesterday too. And uh, yeah, man, check out her Instagram. It's uh, Cassie Ruiz art on Instagram. Believe. Yeah. Well, so you just got the website going yesterday. You guys are super fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So we got we um we've been staggering. We got like what is it eight now? No, we I got think record. So. Yeah. 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 I guess I should. I probably should have told you our names there in the intro. But uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm Noah. Yeah, sir. Seat sitter in the No Agenda circles because I've been making ju- um, jingles for No Agenda for a while, and we've been talking for years. Our third guy Caleb's not here because he's at work. But the three of us have always been saying like. You know, we need to start a podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. And <laughs> we've been saying that for years, and then we finally did it. Let's record the conversations <laughs> we would have otherwise. So, uh, so Caleb's an essential. Yeah, he's um, he lives a state away, so he skypes in. Our, oh. our original our original idea was me and Noah discuss a topic, and then he would come in as the judge and like bang his gravel and tell us which one of us is full of shit. <laughs> Um, and we've kind of been doing that. Like our first episode was about MK Ultra. Second one was about cocaine. Um, yeah, I listened to that one. It was pretty interesting. Cocaine's yeah. a hell of a drug. Yeah. Which one of you has Corona then? That, that was me that actually was yeah. a couple yeah. weeks ago. Now <laughs> I think I'm on uh, day 17 or 18, something like that. Yeah, now I mean I, I couldn't I couldn't get a test though. Uh, I went into the doctor and uh, because I hadn't traveled or been. Uh, in close proximity with anyone who had traveled out of the country recently, they could not give me a test, even though I showed all of the symptoms. Um, so, so how I, was it? Did you like almost die? No, no, <laughs> it was a bad cold. Basically, two days of uh, it felt like how I imagine. If you've ever heard a woman describe period cramps, that's <laughs> that's how I imagine uh, it feels. Basically, like horrible body aches for about two days straight. Really bad fever. Could barely get out of bed, but. After those two days, totally fine. I actually yep. was reading an article this morning that they've got a antibody test about ready to go. Mm-hmm. So Is they'll it, be able to test to see if you've had it. And they'll be able to, right, right. Do you think they're giving, 
um, people the coronavirus with some of those test kits, though? Because I know we know China, like, sent out all those test kits that turned out where they were contaminated with the virus. So when you get tested, it gives you the coronavirus. And they also gave false results from what I uh, from what I read. What? Right. That seems they, pretty out of hand. They sent the U.S., I think, like something upwards of 100,000 test kits, something like that. Yeah, that were contaminated? UK, yeah, and then the U.K. too. UK, supposedly yeah. that's how uh, Boris Johnson got it, and he's not doing well. Hmm. Like getting tested for it is what gave it to him, supposedly. Yeah, think, that's just a theory. but I think Johnson just got an ICU or something like that. I thought he was going to I thought he was going to not make it and the whole Brexit thing would fall apart. I hope not. I've been pulling for the Brexit guys for a while, but it just right. it never seems to actually I guess it did happen, but only on paper. Uh, yeah, exactly. It hasn't really happened. Aren't yet. they Brexited I now? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I think there's still, still time entrenched. For, what state are you in anyway? Tennessee. East TN. How's the fascism down there? <laughs> well, uh, Governor Bill Lee has um, pretty much everything locked down. But, you know, I was saying this to Pat. Like, once the drones that are in the U.K. and California get here and start barking orders at us to go inside, like, all my redneck friends are just going to start shooting those puppies down. There's a lot of guns here in Tennessee. so And I, I doubt that kind of thing is going to come to Tennessee. We're too far spread out and too hilly, too mountainous, that kind of thing. How's it going in Canada so you, with the whole Are you lockdown? like, do you guys live together? It's okay for you to go to each other's houses and stuff still, and it's not like you're not getting tackled on the beach if you go <laughs> yeah, for a job yes. and shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I don't so, follow uh, any of the rules, you know. Yeah, they, they said you're only allowed to leave your house um, if you're an essential worker. So, like, my wife works at a hospital, so... She's clearly, but you get paperwork, or if you're a grocery store worker, a gas station worker, your employer will give you paperwork, or you can leave your house if you're going for essential supplies like the grocery store, the pharmacy. So that's what I mean. I think it was Nick the Rat that said it when he was on. He's like, "Why can't you just always tell them you're on your way to the grocery store when you get pulled over?" It's like, I'm "Not much they can do." <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you have it totally. marked on your calendar that you're I going mean, to the grocery store today? Honestly, any talk about getting, you know, military or police involvement in this whole social distancing thing should be an immediate red flag to anyone involved <laughs> in that conversation. I mean, you're, you're trading away. I mean, we're talking about a virus. What are the police and military going to do to stop the spread of a virus? They're going to attack you on the beach while you go surfing. Right. Close contact. Give yeah, Darren was just saying uh, I mean, he was getting in a little. Was that where was that? I wanted to ask you about that. Twitter oh, was, was Twitter. it Twitter? Yeah. So I the too much time on Twitter, then it just it's a fucking hellhole. The province next <laughs> to us is getting upset because there's Alberta plates, license plates, driving around in NBC. And what were you arguing that it's still uh, fucking saying, open borders? Like, like there's no, there's no fucking scary sometimes, and we need to decide if we want freedom or if we don't. That's just a decision we need to make, and exactly. if we don't, that's okay. But it's a conversation we need to have because. Freedom is the ability to leave your house and go mm -hmm. to BC if you want. And if we don't want to do that, that's fine. It's a conversation we need to have as a country. But as of right now, you're allowed to do that. And my my concern is that we're all going to get so scared that we're just going to hand those freedoms over to the government, which historically, you don't get them all back. Right. I mean, we're still dealing with an income tax in Canada that was supposed to be 2% to get us through the First World War. And now I pay about 35 So. Wow. You know, and it's not going anywhere yeah. ever. I mean, you, you fucking talk about getting rid of the income tax now and people look at you like you're fucking crazy. So yeah, I mean, how far are we from 
my court case now being able to be okay well now we, you know ever since that corona thing where we snuck this through and we can now use fucking darren's phone data to see where he's been for the last fucking 30 days right and who he's been with and now we can start using their fucking phone data to, i mean this is all stuff that guys like us know they've been doing behind the scenes since since snowden you know whatever fucking op that was that sort of let that cat out of the bag of of what came along with the Patriot Act after 9-11. Prism. And here we are 20 years after 9-11. How much of that Patriot Act shit went away? How much? Not much. None they just renewed none. like 90% of it the other fucking day. So when we start clamping down and scanning phones and doing all that shit now and everyone tells me, oh, it's an epidemic or it's a pandemic, it's okay Everything will go back to normal. Extraordinary circumstances, blah, blah, blah. Well, historically, that doesn't fucking happen ever, mm-hmm. ever. Plus, it's extraordinary circumstances based on bad data even and bad models not. and bad even models. It's so it's worse. Yeah, even if it's not. It, you know, and I mean, the, the U.S. is, you know what, because I was, I'm a huge, I'm a huge U.S. fan. I love going down there. I love how free it seems. And there's one thing that came to light in the whole, this whole thing is right now, I'm glad I'm in Canada. Because there aren't nearly as many videos of people getting fucking tackled, being out in public or getting drug off a of fucking social or not social public transit for not wearing a mask in Philadelphia. That kind of shit's not happening in Canada yet. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is all that freedom and constitution you guys have went away fucking fast. Like yeah, uh, fast. Right. Constitutional lawyer Robert Barnes tweeted something. I'm paraphrasing, but it was like it took 250 years for the U.S. to build up its economy and establish all its freedoms and two weeks to tear it all down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's Is like it, we went from, in- and I mean, Canada's not that far off. I mean, we, we pretend we are, but I mean, it's, we're, it's all sort of the same ideals in a lot of ways. There just know? doesn't seem to be a lot of ridicule. Like, I haven't experienced any of that myself. I go shopping to the stores. I go to work. I haven't been ridiculed. I don't wear a mask. Not a lot of people that I, I see are wearing masks really. Like it doesn't seem to be that it's, crazy here yeah. yet, but I'm I, we ju- at the same time as this whole thing, I just moved to this small town where we do this podcast. So it's a little bit less, uh, visible than downtown Calgary probably. Right? Yeah. If, cause we're in a small town in Tennessee, if we were in Nashville, uh, I'm sure it, or Memphis, you know, it'd be a, a whole different story, but nobody really is bothering anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. right around here it sounds like your situation but was that video in Texas of the guy being held down and forcibly vaccinated was that real you guys, have you guys no, seen that no I don't think they're doing anything like well did you that. see the, the I, big, I haven't seen the video so was I it that big black probably, guy or yeah I think I there's think a lot it was the of black fake dude. shit going on around there right that now, seemed so weird yeah because I didn't really catch how they how they held him down like it seemed like he was not going to do it and then all of a sudden they were forcing him to do it. So I, I don't think that was real. Yeah, it's the one where he's know. going like, you guys are crazy, not me. Like, I want that. Um, I don't know. It's, hmm. It seemed like it could have been. So they've actually, but, have they actually finished a vaccine for the coronavirus? No, they're just doing trials. Yeah, for all we know, that could have been a video from something completely different. That right. just surfaced and they said it was, yeah. But yeah, there's a creepy. ton of out of context flying around. I mean, that's part of the other fucking problem is videos of tanks from five years ago and yeah. all this shit that people start throwing all over the place and for retweets and likes. And but the censorship is a real issue. I mean, the, the YouTube just got rid of a bunch of monetization on channels. They just deleted Ike. There's a huge, huge censorship Ike. issue right now, worse, worse than ever. So and Ike people don't even show, seem to be up in arms I about mean, it. How can you not? 
Because I mean, here's the thing, and I'm, we're gonna have Icon pretty quick here, Ooh. and and I mean, I'm a guy who came into this whole thing on, and I used to think fucking Ike was always been a bit out there, bit out there, bit out there, and some of his stuff still is a bit out there for me. But I don't know when the guy does this thing, and I don't know about the link between 5G and coronavirus. I really find that stuff, and I'm sure I'll get a bunch of fucking. A bunch of tweets about how wrong I am, but that that seems like a bit of a stretch to me. But I I am fully on board with the fact that five G seems kind of fucked up, and we shouldn't just be rushing this shit out without safety studies because it does seem like there is no safety studies behind it. And I watched like a year ago. I watched the guys put up the four G towers on the fucking apartment complex across from one of my job sites, and those dudes that were putting those things up were wearing full on fucking hazmat suits. While they're putting up these antennas. Are you sure it was 4G? It might have been 5G. Who knows? Anyway, they're putting up these fucking antennas. And they're wearing full-on hazmat suits. The the helmet over the whole fucking nine yards. Like they're walking in space. Putting these things on. And underneath it, there's this lady on her deck. Because they're putting them on top of an apartment. (laughs) And so they're in these hazmat suits. And then right underneath them, like 10 feet away, is a lady sitting on her deck smoking a cigarette. With with her shorts. Well, yeah, and all these elites that own the cell phone companies like uh, Branson and, you know, uh, the T-Mobile guy, they, I mean, they all have their own private islands and, um, or they're buying housing and I can't remember where it is in the United States, but, you know, no, no cell towers or any cell phone frequency is allowed. So it's like, why are all the people that are running this whole 5G push, like living and buying and living in property where there's no cell phone radiation? And I think for the so, same reason all the elites aren't vaccinating their kids or even giving right. them iPhones. Right. You know, I mean, it's brutal. I think from the perspective of the average person uh, talking about cell phone radiation used to be uh, generally a, a nutty thing that would immediately put you in conspiracy theorist category. But I mean, even as compromised as Joe Rogan is lately, he's been calling a lot of attention to this 5G stuff, too, which I've been pretty appreciative of. You know, talking about how we don't have any safety testing whatsoever, and we haven't had any of the safety testing on 4G or any of this other stuff either. Um, and we're just rolling out these more intense and higher tech technologies, you know. Um, seems like it could be pretty damaging. Me no likey. And you know what the interesting thing is? You didn't even hear about it on 4G or 3G, you know what I mean? It's like the cell phone, everyone talks about how powerful these other lobbies are. Well, the cell phone lobbies... The telecommunications people have done a real good job of having no one say fucking boo up until 2018. You know, it's like, you mean you, you hear a little bit here and there over the last 15 years or so. But I mean, really, 5G is the first one that there's been a real, real push on. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. why uh, that's why John C. Dvorak got fired from PC Magazine, not even for questioning 5G, but just pointing out that other people are questioning 5G safety. So that to me seems a little bit fucking weird it yeah. seems weird that's 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 what's a red flag to me is when you can't discuss it when you well, can't talk about thing. it that's when you can't thing. debate it that's when the they censor you too. then yeah with like is ike yeah. seems a little yeah. bit wild to me but when this dude's been fucking talking about lizard people and all this stuff I'm saying all in like with a, the lizard people go through what ike's stuff. talked about for the last 30 <laughs> years he's talked about stuff that is way the fuck more controvert controversial than 5g fucking cell towers but now he does a fucking interview Gets 4 million views on YouTube on the London Reel about 5G, and YouTube fucking deletes it. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, Vimeo deletes his entire fucking catalog. 
And now London Real's been deleted. That had that video, their video deleted off YouTube. So they're just, you know, they're cleansing this shit off the internet. I don't know when that kind of stuff starts happening. I'm not saying it's COVID related, but that to me, well, it's happening with COVID too. Coordinated fucking effort to not talk about 5G. Period. Especially, and the problem is, you can talk about it, but as soon as you're talking about it and you're getting millions of people watching. Now you've got a problem. And I, I'd be real curious to see what happens with Joe Rogan if he keeps pushing up against that. Right, right. And I mean, honestly, this is a, a area of censorship that might have drastically impacted me personally. I mean, if this stuff is actually incredibly damaging and has been through 3G and 4G, I've been sticking my cell phone in my crotch while I've been driving, like, you know, just underneath my leg for a long time. <laughs> and I've only ju- I'm only just now getting nervous about this kind of stuff. So if there's this radiation and whatnot that's affecting me, I mean, you know, over over long periods of time, the fact that this conversation has been suppressed has kept me from even thinking about where I'm placing my cell phone for long periods of time while I'm driving or, you know. I mean, doing just about anything. It's electrocuting my balls. Exactly. Well, my my whole thing is something's fucking going on, right? We're we're as unhealthy as we've ever been. Life expectancy is all of a sudden dialing back for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, the Western countries like Canada and U.S. are child infancy. In, in 34 and 35 in the world rankings for child mortality. We've got the sickest fucking kids. We've gone from, in the last 40 year, years, we've gone from 10% childhood illness to 54% childhood illness. That's mostly autoimmune diseases where our fucking our immune system's turning mm-hmm. on us. And we've got all this shit going on. We've got cell phones all over the place. We've got a diet that's gone to shit. We know that all these different glyphosate everywhere. lobbies and glyphosate lobbies yeah. and Monsanto lobbies have hijacked the fucking food system. The telecommunications people have hijacked this fucking place with radiation all over the place. We got pharma fucking jabbing us with shit that hasn't been tested. And finally, the lid starts coming off that in December. The CDC actually fucking has a lawsuit where they have to start turning over some studies. And a month later, we're all on fucking lockdown for a virus that we're rushing to get a vaccine for. And we've got fucking Trump, the fucking guy that told us he was going to get a vaccine safety study going is now cutting the one piece of fucking, he says all the red tape, but he's cutting the one piece of red tape because there was no fucking red tape between vaccine manufacturing and safety. There was maybe one piece and they've cut that out of the way now. Did you see Trump? um, Well, it was a Bill Gates video where he's just kind of laughing and bragging about the fact he's like Trump, you know, he wanted to put Robert Kennedy Jr. on a vaccine safety testing panel and, you know, get safety tested vaccines. He's like, I told Trump that testing vaccines for safety was a dead end. I mean, it's a waste of time. And he's like, I put a stop to it. It's like, are you the president, Bill Gates? (laughs) Uh, But no, I mean, you, you can call me a nut job, but when it comes to 5G vaccines, um, you know, public water. Uh, I mean, I think there would be a way to do all this safely, but I think they've been hijacked by eugenicists that want us all dead. Because um, I think vaccines could be good, but I think just like, you know, cell phone radiation, because you can do it at different RF frequency levels, but everything seems to be hijacked to be deadly. <laughs> Fluoride in the water. That's what it starts to look like. I mean, and I, I don't quite go that deep. I just think it's just a bunch of fucking... A bunch of people trying to get over on each other and trying to make a buck and trying to, I mean, the good one in Calgary, I just, I always go back to is here. It's just a bunch of insurance companies here in Calgary. The insurance companies just quietly get together. 
and they pay a little fucking airfield out of town to spray the fucking clouds with aluminum whenever there's some hailstorms coming in so that they don't have to pay out for fucking hail damage. I don't know about that. Nobody knows about that. Every fucking person I tell about that, I'm the I'm the first person who's told them. And this is happening. This has been happening for 20 years in Calgary, Alberta. So, so I mean, it doesn't have to be. It's just people. a bunch of people scamming. We've given away the science system to fucking money. We've given away saying. the university system to fucking money. So the science, so, yeah. you, there's no science that isn't bought and paid for anymore. We need to, we need to take the money out of science. I think could be even more beneficial than taking the money out of politics. Yeah, I mean, what's that Bible verse? Uh, Love of money is the root of all evil. It kind of doesn't matter whether or not it's a bunch of nefarious eugenicists trying to control everything and kill us all off or a bunch of people trying to make a buck and uh, not caring who they damage and who they harm to get that, you know, doll, almighty dollar. Um, yeah, the, the latter is almost worse in a way because it's less obvious and right. it's harder, to, harder right. to fix. So I guess I'm the only one out of the four of us. Um, all your chips on the table, you're in Vegas, you're all in on the bet you're not going with lizard people because i'm going with lizard people all day i think i'm going to skip the lizard people <laughs> i'm probably going to skip the lizard people but i don't know that i the thing is is i don't know that there might not be something different to that lizard people somewhere down the line like right? archons i'm more on the archon or or, like, or inner earth uh yeah. something sort of maybe different like we, that. we talked about yeah. because uh, i mean i'm i'm getting closer and closer to that humans are because a monkey fucker pig so i mean maybe those are the where the monkey fucked an alligator or something now the the archons uh that you brought uh was that graham you brought up the archon yeah yeah so yeah i mean i'm i they really pretty much are the same thing as lizard people, if lizard people are like interdimensional. But yeah, we went into the Archons thing a little bit on our Gnosticism episode. Uh, Ooh. I'm all I'm kind of all in on the Archons and the lizard people yeah. kind of being the same yeah. type of thing. It's not like necessarily aliens from space. It's like interdimensional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it I don't feels really that, care like what It feels like that high-level spiritual warfare right now. And to me, it feels like it's... Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Are the Anunnaki the good guys then? Hmm. So, so Anunnaki being different from the lizard people. So Anunnaki came first, good guys came first, and then bad guys came afterwards. Is that what you're saying? I don't, man. I don't know. I just <laughs> say things sometimes. Were the Anunnaki not lizards? Then they were the weren't they the gods that made uh, love with the women? Or yeah, yeah like the Nephilim well, oh, or the whatever. Nephilim, yeah, the Nephilim, Nephilim, the giants. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it seems like all these ancient cultures had. Um, they all had stories about similar beings, but, you know, they all gave them different names. Mm -hmm. If there is some high-level spiritual warfare going on right now, it's that seems pretty evident by the, you know, things that are happening on the ground. You know, people being ready to trade uh, their freedom for safety and security. You know, I mean, it... it, it the, the illusion of it, yeah. Yeah, yep. right. Is that Ben Franklin quote, he who sacrifices his freedom... For security, will get neither and deserves neither. I butchered that, but yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, you do you kind of get the government you deserve, mm -hmm. and it's not looking good. It's not looking good yeah. when you see how many people are just willing to fucking fold oh, yeah. and start ratting out their neighbor. Everybody's going along and I mean, with it, and you can guarantee that because we're all going along with this lockdown, they're going to start doing this every two years. Yeah. Right before oh, our fuck, it might come back in the fall. 
This is yeah. something that needs to be in the conversation. Uh, we need, like, we need to have a conversation about governments selecting crises. I mean, because what's that statistic? There's 1.3 million people per who die of diarrhea per year, but we don't, uh, <laughs> we don't, you know, yeah. lock the country down over that. Um, the age is 3,000 a day, and we've been fighting that for fucking what 25, 30 years now. Now it kills still 3,000 people a day. Oh wow! You really? Know, all the AIDS yeah. medication. I thought yeah. they pretty much got. Yeah, Magic Johnson's still ticking, though. God bless it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, th- I mean, the governments using crises as excuses to take freedoms is something that we need to pay a lot of attention to. I mean, yeah. it, 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 this is – it seems like it's a pattern, and it's gaining momentum. It's like they're trying to bring about more crises, like a crisis every quarter. You know, <laughs> we've got to have a new thing to deal with, you know, to distract well, I mean, the interesting thing is because people think people try and tell you that the government's doing this because they want to protect us. They want to protect, I guess, some old people or the immune compromised or so we're trying to protect those people. But at the same time, we got a fucking obesity problem that's running fucking rampant. You're allowed to put whatever the fuck you want in the food. We don't have to we don't have to label genetically modified ingredients. We don't have to. So we don't have any sort of we don't care about our citizens enough to worry about the food system or what these fucking people are putting in our food or how Coca-Cola kind of took over the fucking world and, you know, got us all fucking hooked on sugar and blah, blah, blah. But we don't care. Even though fucking like heart disease and diabetes and fucking all that shit are like the top three killers in in the West. Mm -hmm. Like one, two, three are related to diet and shitty food. But we don't care about that enough to start saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't have a fucking McDonald's in the school. Or maybe we shouldn't be fucking giving big gulps to the kids. Or maybe you know we can't we can't even we can't even have that conversation. We can't even right. e- educate against that because you know that's exactly. an attack on freedom. But locking ourselves in our houses for a virus, you know, I would argue that that some of the fucking lobbies, pharma, food, those kind of things, are killing more people than this virus ever has a fucking Absolutely. chance. Yeah, we well, don't want you to die of a virus. We want you to die of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, while we're on the virus, um, what do you guys think about this whole Bill Gates thing? Because I've never trusted the dude, but now, like, Bill Gates' name is all over the place, and we're about to do a Bill Gates a whole episode on him, but what do you guys think about it? His ma- his name, I was just looking this up yesterday, his name means protection. Bill means protection. And Gates is, like, you know, it's obvious Obviously. what the meaning of that is. So it's interesting when you think his name means protective barrier. You know what's interesting hmm. is I uh, I went to Bill Gates. Someone sent a post, sent me to Bill Gates' Instagram yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Never been there before. I went to Bill Gates' Instagram, and they're like, you got to check out the last post and just check out the comments. So I go to his Instagram. I click on his last post where he's like thanking healthcare workers or something like that. And I start scrolling through the 13,000 fucking comments on this thing. Whoa. And like... The first hundred of them that have been upvoted or liked the most or however that shit works are all just fucking tearing the guy down. It was unfucking believable to me. It almost like I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. It was like what it, it would be sort of what you used to get 10 years ago for saying something bad about vaccines. But it was the opposite. It was just a fucking army of people attacking him and they're like, fuck you and your fucking vaccines, bud. Truth is getting. I think out. a lot of stuff is starting to come to light with Bill and how 
how he's been involved in all this stuff. I mean, the event 201 he's involved in, the ID 2020 he's involved in, and, you know, pushing, he's out there overtly pushing global vaccination. I mean, it's disgusting. I'm overtly yeah, pushing that. We're not going to be able to have gather in public until we have mass vaccinations. The other thing about yeah. him is that you don't even have to look very far to see nefarious purposes in Bill Gates' plans. I mean, all you got to do is watch videos of him talking, listen to him talk about vaccines and contradict himself, say that there are no side effects in one video, and that's laughable. We shouldn't look into that. We shouldn't get a panel on that. And then saying in another video that the side effects could be very harmful, and he, we need to be—he needs to be indemnified so he can't be sued over these vaccines. Oh yeah, and he's like, and Bill's like, you know, um, that famous TED talk where he points at humans, and he's doing a TED talk on climate change. He points at humans. He's like, one of these numbers points at humans. We need to get that down to zero. He's like, <laughs> some of the ways we can do that is providing, you know, birth control and reproductive health care and vaccines around the world and it's like wait a minute you're gonna lower the population with vaccines bill he says it will uh vaccines will greatly reduce the population yeah, so word I, put, word. I put bill gates in the same category as like a jeffrey epstein or a george soros i mean he's literally buddies with jeffrey epstein so yeah <laughs> you guys think yeah, epstein's me too. Still yeah, we, yeah I, I definitely put them in the same category you guys think epstein's still alive come back you lose him no, sorry. I was asking, do you guys think Epstein's still alive and kicking it? Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, Bill, Bill, Bill. I think he's in some sort of fucked up witness protection program. You know what? The one thing that makes me huh. question that now is Justin was telling me about a remote viewing that somebody had. And they didn't know what this remote viewing was about. And it had wires and cords and all kinds of stuff that would... Uh, in that remote viewing session that would show that he killed himself or that he, that he died by that. Not that he killed himself, but that he died by hanging. So the remote viewing was yeah. cell. Yeah. Well, I don't know what Justin made this thing up. It was like, Epstein, it was like Epstein, Epstein's death or something was the topic. Yeah. It was really huh. interesting. What, what did you, but yeah, cause originally I thought maybe he got, he got taken away by the Mossad. He bunked us with his Damn. remote viewing with his third hand remote viewing. It's got to work. Uh, what did you mean when you think he's in witness protection? Because I figured, like, they faked his death. You know, the camera's not working, and, like, he didn't actually die. He was rescued because he probably has a kill switch to where he, if he goes down or gets killed, like, he's smart enough to where he has a protocol set up to where if something bad happens to him, all these elites, you know, proof of their pedophilia comes out, elites and politicians. So I figured, you know, he got rescued and he's fine on some other island. But you said he's in witness protection, so does that mean maybe... They faked his death so that he's going to expose more stuff in the future? Or how does that work? No, Mossad, you think Mossad took him, right? No, I wouldn't be. I don't know. I think somebody took him. I don't think it might have had to be Mossad. You think it might have been the I Justice Department? I think they Department? had to do. I think they just got him locked up in some fucking hole someplace so that everybody thinks he's dead and they can keep sort of, you know, probably like Saddam. Saddam's probably still around someplace. I think Famous he's dead. Obama. Say, or it's not Obama, Osama. I, I don't think Epstein was that important. I think he had a bunch of leverage on a bunch of people and they just decided to off him. I mean, if he's, if he's dead, then the only other, uh, hole is probably Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm -hmm. No, because if he's dead, trust me, Epstein, evil dude, not a stupid guy. He's gotta have all the, he, I mean, supposedly he was recording all these people on his Island. You know, like, doing it with little not kids a, not a stupid so, guy but he's dealing with the cia i mean they're not necessarily stupid either yeah but if you have the guy is a billionaire he's got his own islands he's gotta have 
a, he's got to have a protocol set up like a kill switch to where if Actually, something bad happens, all this dirt gets released on all these people. That's why I think he got rescued. But I think I mean, he was Mossad. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Mossad and the CIA are like so closely interwoven. Right. Mossad is probably just like the uh, the off continent CIA base, you know, like probably like all Israel. Right. Probably North Korea too, I think. I mean, the lesson that should be learned from all this is the media does nothing about all this. You know, where did the Me Too movement go? Where did the mainstream media go? They just disappear when all this happens. Right. You know, the Epstein didn't kill himself. Meme goes everywhere, but there's no, there's no real legitimate questioning of all this stuff from the yeah, media. That, the, that's why I oh. think, you know, the fact that, you know, 60 Minutes does an expose saying that, he, you know, he was probably murdered and they have like that corner on there saying that they looked at the autopsy and Epstein was likely murdered, strangled. <clears throat> that seems like Epstein's murder was just the red herring to keep people from thinking about the fact that he was probably still alive. Because, I mean, mm. the mainstream media and the, they let that Epstein didn't kill himself meme go everywhere. It seems like yeah. it seemed like a red herring to make it seem like yeah. he was murdered. But, I mean, these are just yeah. my opinions. Yeah. No, right. I would agree. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still, but I'm still I, I just on. don't think he's like, he, I don't think he's in. I tend to think he's more of like he's been let to live and he's just living. He's alive somewhere. I don't know if he gave something for that, but I don't think he's like. He's, do, he's, he's doing adrenochrome with Bill Clinton and Bill Gates probably on an island every week. I mean, if he is alive somewhere, then major props to him for uh, uh, circumnavigating the CIA. I mean, th he was directly working for them. They gave him a multi-million dollar penthouse. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just I just have a hard time believing that he somehow got away from them unless Bill, I, if well, he's why, alive. Want, why would they want permission? Him dead, yeah, no, billionaires don't work for the CIA. The CIA works for billionaires. Oh, he's not a billionaire. Epstein's not a billionaire. He Ep was? Epstein's a multimillionaire. He he he's a he's a financier. He he worked with a lot of these people. In fact, he got like a lot of his cash from directly from the CIA. So I mean. The reason they would they would kill him, the reason like they they wouldn't want him around is because he has information and blackmail on a lot of people in government, probably even in the CIA. I mean, that, that's my perspective on yeah. it. It's one of those things we'll probably never know. Never know. Yeah. So I've heard he that you guys didn't are... kill himself either way. Yeah, <laughs> we can all agree on that. Right. I've heard that you guys are really into uh, synchronicity. Uh, it's something I've been I've been wanting to to look into lately. Uh, you guys have like a uh, strong perspective on on synchronicity, or or uh, you know, yeah, I love your notes that you guys read from people about the synchronicities that have happened to them. Yeah, didn't one happen with you guys? There, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Mo Fax was going to come on oh, at yeah. the same time you guys had him booked, or there yeah, was a little so, bit of a synchro there. I think. Yeah, Mo, mm -hmm. um, you said you scheduled Mo back in February, right, for last Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, so Mo and I, uh, uh, we were going to record with Mo, I think it was Sunday morning, um, and then, and then uh, his internet cut out, so we were like, I was like, okay, what about Wednesday at 9 p.m., and then like right after... I think like within a couple hours, I see like the tweet from Grimerica. It's like we're having Mo on 9 p.m. Wednesday. I was like, whoa, that was funny. <laughs>
But yeah, we got him coming on at 9 p.m. this coming Wednesday now. And you got that was a great podcast with Mo. I love MoFax. But um, yeah, you guys touched on a lot of the stuff we were going to talk about with Mo. So now I told Mo, I was like, all right, we're going to let you off the chain because you don't really get to do it with Adam. So we're going to just straight up talk about lizard people. And Mo was like, fuck yeah. Or he didn't say fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. Mo doesn't cuss that much, but he, he said yeah. <laughs> I feel also, like synchronicities are once you once you start looking for them and once you start paying attention and they happen more, I think it opens something up and I don't know, like it's almost like a glitch in reality or something. Something seems to be bleeding together or but but you have once you start being aware of the present moment, I think you start catching them. And then it happens more and more and more. I mean, sometimes it's just you know, the listeners sending sending synchros in and then they happen to me more often and and Darren and I don't know, just uh, I feel like it's like a glitch in reality or something. In right. a way. It's almost not even a glitch. It's more like you're, I, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of glitch, but I feel like it's almost like you're just noticing how there aren't any coincidences really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like there's a higher divine order or something, something higher at work. I mean, Which, the, the yeah. stuff that some of our guests have talked about, the, the number coincidences or the dates or the timelines. I mean, it's just not even humanly possible to make that stuff up or make it happen. It, it seems like from divine order. Right. Or it's like a nonlinear time thing where you're just noticing future emotion. That, yeah, that's interesting. Because if time's not linear, then all that stuff's within you already. And those synchronicities tend to be tied to those, like, big, you know, the biggest ones seem to be tied to some sort of emotional stake. So sometimes I wonder if it's not just, like, this weird thing where you're cognizant of some future emotion of when you're going to think back of that. You know, it's like this weird sort of split Mm -hmm. that becomes, becomes more maybe noticeable down the road. Yeah. Have you, right. exactly. Have you guys ever had like a, it could be a crazy traumatic event happen or just like a really good event happen. And, um, you know, for maybe 24 hours beforehand, it's almost like, you know, something's coming. Yeah. It's almost like time ripples backwards and forwards in, in that splash in the cosmic puddle when something big happens in your life. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, time's weird. I can definitely corroborate that. Yeah, it makes me wonder if um, there's a possibility with all this stuff, because it's all very interesting. But then you start to think about like practical application and, you know, there's there's not a whole lot there. Uh, but part of me wonders if maybe this is something that might be like a pattern. Maybe you could find a way, find a method to to find patterns and synchronicities and maybe maybe make predictions. Yeah, it's like McKenna talked about hacking reality. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, no, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. How, how, it's so hard to even analyze or or catch patterns because it's so random. Right. It seems. Yeah, se- seemingly random, but I don't. Um, I don't know what's the crazy. I mean, I know I've heard you guys talk at pretty good length about like some of the secret synchros that have happened to you guys. But like, what are some of the top? If you had to rank like the top couple that have happened to you, or that just that you've seen. We should have really started like recording those segments so we could have put them all together. Because there, there was a couple that are like there was a couple of the high nines. I think there was even a ten at one time, but I couldn't tell you right now what what the fuck it, what the context of it was. There was one where guys were designing it. They were writing a TV show, and they were trying to develop. They were trying to write in this character's tattoo, and it was a barcode and something else, some really obscure tattoo. 
And the guy that came in and, and uh, tried the, for the part had that exact same tattoo. Wow. I remember that Whoa. one. That was that was like there's some that are that there are so book ones too. Yeah, like fuck, there was one with that with Laird Scrant. Yeah, <clears throat> where something happened and this book came up and he was like, "I need to get this fucking book." And he was getting ready to go look for the book and like it just showed up at his house randomly sent by someone the next day. <laughs> hmm. And like I mean, yeah, you'd have so. to go back and listen to the Laird Scrant episode to get the particulars on it. But I know that there was one with Laird that was like. 9.9 or something like that because i rate them all all the time i mean it would yeah. be good to go back through those episodes and pull them all out because there was a couple back there that i remember like hearing some ones your fucking chop off the floor right yeah uh philip k dick had some similar things happen to him that he talks about where he, he he wrote a book one time and uh like four years later like he meets all these people that have the exact same names as the people in the book and then he um, goes over to this, like, sees the same guy at the same store when he's riding with someone. It, I don't remember the entire details of it, but... Something about, yeah. yeah. He, it freaks him out so bad he goes and talks to his priest and uh, about, like, I wrote this book four years ago and then all of it came true and I met these people that all have the same names and the same, like, stories that happened to them. And his priest is like, oh, you're describing the book of Acts from the Bible. And he's, <laughs> wow. And he's like, I've never read the book of Acts, so he goes and read it. Reads it. It's, uh... Yeah. That was... that that. I um they they have it at the end of Waking Life that movie, but also uh you can read Philip K. Dick's actual recounting of the story and it's pretty it's pretty cool. But Waking also, Life is that where that kid gets like that animated one where the kid gets hit by the car or whatever the fuck? Yes. Uh yeah, like it's got a uh, Ethan Hawke and Alex Jones and it's basically that like, shit was fucking wild back oh, in the yeah. day. That was Great like movie. it was like that movie and what the bleep did we know that came out fucking right around the same time that yeah because wasn't that what what the in that in that animated one wasn't it that whole thing that that whole like weird afterlife thing just turned out to be that eight minutes his brain was still going after he got hit by the car or something um yeah kind it's of implied. so like yeah it starts off yeah that, that seems like the implication um because it starts off and you know he's like in the ride with that boat dude and you don't really he starts realizing that he's dreaming and he and it's cool because that movie gives you actual tips on how to lucid dream and and how to train yourself to like you know um every time you walk through a door look ch turn around and and uh check behind you that the door is still there and if you get in the habit of doing that while you're awake you'll get in the habit of doing that in your dreams and then yep. you'll do it in your dream and the door is gone and you're like oh i'm dreaming and then you can just basically do anything um uh, but uh yeah so that movie Basically, he's like by the end of it, he's keeps waking up over and over. It must happen like ten or so times. Where he, like yeah, he like wakes up out of the dream and he's still in another dream, and then by the end, yeah, he realizes he's just dead. <laughs> he's <laughs> just stuck in the dream world. So mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It's it's like the an eternity of like the eight minutes of his brain still being alive. I guess after he died, but yeah, that was yeah. Crazy I remember wild. it was a fucking it was a it was it was one of those movies that really made you think. Back right. in the, that was one of the first ones I seen for sure. And yes, it's so it's hard. To, it's always hard to tell if it's manifestation or if you're just precogging the future, like we talked about. I mean, that seems to me the 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 big question all the time is whether you like when you think about something and it happens, whether you're manifesting it. Like some people say that even these authors, through like the Tolpa type thing, manifest you know their characters or the stories. Right. Or is it just picking up on the future events like we talked about? Yeah. We had that one guest on. I was, I was trying to find him. 
that uh, talked about that in more of a scientific dialogue about the uh, pre-cogging emotion. Yeah, I can't remember. I find it to let you know, but that was pretty interesting. It seems to be somewhat connected to you know the realm of ideas and and, and you know the where do ideas come from and is that is there like a a well or a pool that we all draw from for ideas you know i mean a personal akashic records i think yeah. right yeah, yeah. A, a personal experience with the synchronicity stuff um i don't know if you guys have ever uh heard of the show altered carbon on netflix yep um i used to work with a guy and we would come up with stories just when we were bored at work all the time and uh we came up with a story about uh somebody who um, develops a technology where they could download their consciousness into uh, a chip and move it from body to body. And, you know, we came up with this hierarchy and how, you know, if this happened, then the elites would be able to maintain power for multiple lifetimes. The class uh, gap would get, you know, extreme. We were, we came up with the story and literally two days later, Altered Carbon came on Netflix and I was like, wow, this is Damn. the exact same story that I just came Damn, up with. if you would have had time to, you know, copyright that shit, you could have had a good Write juicy a lawsuit yeah. on your hands. Right. Get, get that Netflix lawsuit money, man. But that's the kind of thing that just, it's, you know, an interesting thought. Yeah, I, I feel like the realm of ideas, the dream realm, a, a lot of these different things that we've been talking about, synchronicities, they somehow they're all interconnected. They're all linked. I just, just don't know how, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something to do with vibration and resonance too. You know, you're picking up the frequency of that. Maybe you're picking it up from the Akashic records and you know, it's, you're forming it into an idea and it's, you know, it's all there. It's all it's available to us if we tune in. Just mm -hmm. another card in the giant house of cards. Yep. Hopefully we don't knock it over. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know you guys are big Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson fans. And you've had both of them on, right? I know you've had Randall on, and God, I wish I could have gone to that retreat with you guys and Randall. But um, you you, uh, you kind of are like me. You've, uh, you buy into their whole, you know, timeline of, like, ancient civilizations, and they keep getting reset by catastrophes. And who knows how long humans have had to rebuild society after it gets destroyed. Right? Like, that seems like it makes sense. To there seems to be something to it. I mean, there's definitely something going on with the pyramids. I mean, those things definitely weren't built. You know, in 3000 BC, there's no fucking way. There's yeah, no way those were made in 3000 BC from people who didn't have wheels or writing. And how are so, there all pyramids that are all aligned, you know, to the North Star on five or six different continents across the world if they didn't have internet or ways to travel across the world. Mm -hmm. or, it or at could least be, writing. Or it could be the synchronicity thing and maybe nobody um, was in contact with each other and they just all were able to uh, have the same idea out of the Akashic Records. Well, one of the single most compelling pieces of evidence for there being, you know, ancient civilizations that had achieved higher levels of technology than we currently, you know, mainstream, you know, believe is probably that uh, uh, Sumerian that's seal, that cuneiform. Um, I don't know if you guys know about this one. It's it's that seal that has a accurate depiction of eight planets or all or nine planets, oh, including yeah, Pluto. It's like from thousands of years it's ago. From, yeah, it's one of the earliest uh, uh, you know forms of, of writing and whatnot that we found. It's from I think the Sumerian culture. Yeah, they had an accurate depiction of the entire solar system. Um, and there's no way sure they could the have possibly done that. Had a map of of Antarctica under the ice. 
Right. And, and well. actually in Sumerian, uh, uh, you know, myth and culture and stuff is where we get, I think a lot of the, uh, Anunnaki legends and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like David Icke says, like all, they all have a similar, uh, description of these beings, all cultures from all over the world. I think Randall will get some vindication in this decade. Yeah, he's for sure. I, so I mean, much. the Comet Research Group's already getting ready to say, you know, they're already pushing hard. There's like 60 scientists over at the Comet Research Group that are, you know, released. I think they released eight papers last year that that point towards that ice sheet impact hypothesis. So, I mean, we're going to be doing we're actually going with Randall again. It's sold out now, oh, but uh, we're, we're we're doing an event with Randall in September in the Scablands to go take a look at a bunch of that stuff. We're going to. We're, we're taking names right now because we might add a second week to it if it keeps, if there's enough interest. And then, uh, yeah, yeah we're getting ready to go to, the, to Europe with Randall or the UK, at least for now, next summer. And, uh, the, yeah, the Randall events aren't going to stop. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, how that, you guys have just done the one so far, right? Yeah, it was a 10 day one with uh, three different groups of people. Yeah. Dude, that would uh, yeah. I was wanting to go to that so bad. It was like the job I have. It's so hard to get that long off work. But um, yeah. Uh, I guess just tell us about that because um, I heard you guys talk about it a little bit on the podcast of how it went. But that sounded awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. It worked out pretty well, considering there's a couple of hiccups, but no, no, no one who attended knew about them, so that's a win, <laughs> I think. And uh, we got rave reviews. Everyone seemed to have a pretty good time. And we had no trouble selling out the next couple we wanted to do. So it seems like we got something going there with the meeting on location. I mean, we're not the first people to come up with it. Um, a bunch of these guys are doing it. I mean, what we noticed is a lot of people were going on these ancient alien cruises. And then Graham Hancock and a bunch of people were going to Egypt and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's a five $6,000 trips. And we're just kind of... Trying to find that sort of entry level, not entry level, but sort of split that divide where you don't need five grand. Maybe you can do it for two. Right. Yeah. And then, like, uh, what did you guys go look at? Um, or what's you were in? You were in the states, but I, I can't yeah, remember what I state. Yeah, looked at like in. Chimney Rock and some of the the uh, Southwest Colorado. Yeah. Right. Some okay. of the yeah. thousand eleven hundred year old uh, buildings and Mesa and Verde and Mesa, Mesa Verde, Verde yeah. as well. Which corresponds to like he was he was trying to make the correlation that like this there's this explosion of building around a uh, thousand years ago or eleven hundred years ago, and these guys were were building stuff on mountains and they were trucking all kinds of wood and stone up these hills up to and these crazy elevations and it it was just it was pretty mind blowing and then he would do these presentations, but he was also correlating that with the global resurgence of cathedral building in the 1100s and yeah. South America in South America as well. There seemed to be this, this whole global insurgence of, uh, of real intricate building all at the same time. Yeah. He says that's why uh, global warming is way better than global cooling because, uh, as soon as the yeah, ice age ended yeah. and it got warm, yeah. that's when disease went down and people were actually able to grow mm -hmm. food and they had free time to build all this crazy shit. And Randall's like, isn't he Level 33, is he 32nd or 33rd degree Freemason? So, I mean, a Freemason, you know, that's like the master builder, like the secret knowledge of architecture and stuff. So, 
he's pretty heavy into the Gnostic type stuff too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Like he was in there doing presentations for us in the living room and he's just got like a long list of PowerPoint presentations oh. of esoteric and arcane uh, symbolism. And we were just <laughs> trying to get him to do all that kind of stuff. And, Awesome. And uh, yeah, he's talking about the ancient. Uh, oh, it's just it's mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. Slideshows by night and trips by day. Yeah, I love that dude. So I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Uh, if we're accepting that you know civilization has been reset multiple times through catastrophes, you know human technology has gotten pretty far in the past. Uh, we recently did a an episode on Terrence McKenna, um, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the stoned ape theory. What do you think about the plausibility of that? You know, uh, the uh, or if you guys even know about, do you know what the stone ape theory is? Yeah, yeah, Darren. I think Darren's more of a proponent of it than me. Oh, uh, well, I don't know about proponent. I think it probably plays a role. I mean, I don't know where I. I can't decide where I fall in on that whole evolution spectrum too. of There's... possibilities within evolution and everything. Like right. I've got some, I've got some pretty fluid ideas on how that all could have came to be so it it makes it tough but right i mean just just judging by my own experience with some of the psychedelics that we would have naturally kind of stumbled upon and probably tried eating i mean it definitely seems to be some sort of way of looking at things differently and maybe some sort of expansion of culture right it's, I mean, Terrence had some pretty out there ideas, some pretty wild and kooky uh, uh, things that he that he promoted. But it seems to me to be a pretty good explanation for the you know doubling the human brain size. A lot of the other theories I've I've heard suggest to just don't sound like enough, like us finding fire or learning how to throw rocks. I've heard those being used as or promoted as explanations for our brains expanding so much. But uh, I just don't see how that could, I mean, on its own, bring about the changes that happened or I think and somewhere 000. along the way we learned how to like extract DMT from one plant and get the inhibitors from right. another plant so that you can take right. it orally and get into this psychedelic state. And right. you know, when you ask those people, their oral history says that the plants told them how to do that. So it's almost exactly. like they ate some mushrooms and came. Yeah. I don't know how that worked. It's fucking crazy. It it's is. fucking crazy. It's really nuts because it's it, it comes from just about every religion and every culture. I mean, with Hinduism, you've got soma, which is incredibly ancient psychedelic. Um, with uh, you know the Hebrews and, and Jewish religion, you've got uh, uh, burning bush. The burning bush, yep, acacia bush. It was the second highest containing uh, our plant containing DMT in the world, yep. and it's mm-hmm. just all over the Middle East, especially at that time. You know, and now all of a sudden we've got this fucking giant push in 2020 in our ultra modern era where there's more people heading to the Amazon to try a hundred thousand year old fucking remedy right. than ever before. Right. There's something to it. There's got to be. I mean, it's kind of interesting how we're using a lot of these substances are starting to creep their way past those, these barriers we've put in place. I mean, we're starting to get major. I mean, I, I, psychedelic mushrooms could be legal in the next fucking five or ten years, and I, that's not even a stretch anymore. Denver, I mean, they're using them; they're getting medical value from them all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Denver already passed that. Um, did the Clintons? Even the Clintons, you know, they had their own uh, sacred use of uh, substances. <laughs> I believe that the federal government should give people cocaine with marijuana. 
Uh, is that a direct quote? <laughs> That's it. Not edited at all. Bill Clinton actually <laughs> said he believes the government should give people cocaine with marijuana. I promise I didn't edit that. <laughs> Slash S. Really? No, I saw it was edited. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's kind of interesting uh, going back to that uh, whole DMT thing, burning bush. Moses, the message he got out of that was, I am that I am. And that seems to me to be a very similar message to, uh, you know, what a lot of people get off of various psychedelics. I think that was probably Kanye talking to him then. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye could use some psychedelics, probably. I don't know, man. He's well, he pretty too. unstable. Kanye's like in that Cuddy song with uh, he did the whole album "Kids See Ghosts" with Kid Cuddy, and Cuddy was getting Kanye on some shit. Um, I look at it was, psychedelics as being a stabilizer, though, as as yeah. opposed to a destabilizer. Well, right. right before Kanye went over to the White House with Trump, he made that Cuddy album, and they were both rapping about doing DMT and mushrooms and oh. stuff. So Kanye. Really? Yeah, Kanye. One That's of the right. lyrics is Kanye said, "I died and came back, came back again on DMT, huh?" That's right. <laughs> it's something about two CB too, which yeah. is like a research chemical. Yeah. Oh, Kanye, man, wow. I love Kanye. Jesus. Yeebus. So I found that episode we did. It was uh, Dr. Eric Wargo joins us to chat about synchronicity, precognition, paranormal mysteries, and he might. I said he might have the answer on what synchronicity is. Are we pre? Precognizing a future emotional reaction. We talked about UFOs, consciousness, quantum biology, time slips, Philip K. Dick, Zen and meditation, free will, and remote viewing. Ooh, I love you. That, that sounds was, great. That was episode two twenty nine. So that was three three years ago already. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, if you guys want, send me the the link to that in Skype, and I'll I'll link it up on our uh, posting of this on our website underneath this episode. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Who are you guys going to have on next? Uh, believe it or not, I think it's going to be Andy Dick. <laughs> Who's Andy Dick? <laughs> oh, that crazy Andy Dick? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, that, that guy. The guy that's, you know, got all the stories about people grabbing dudes' dicks. And, you know, he was on news radio with, like, Stephen Root, Phil Hartman, and Joe Rogan for five seasons. And Joe's, you know, told stories about when, like, he'd be making out with his girlfriend and Andy Dick would run in with his dick in his hand. And uh, he would grab Joe Rogan's dick. So I'm hoping Andy will tell us some cool Joe Rogan stories. And I'm a big news radio fan. As far as 90s sitcoms go, that was probably the, my favorite. So I think that'll be a wild ride. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to do our best not to do a TMZ-style ambush interview because I don't want to be like, hey, can you tell us about all the times you've gotten arrested in public? But <laughs> I, think it'll, I think it'll be good. Totally. The guy seems a little unstable. Yeah, we use some mushrooms. We that's what we're trying to do with our podcast is make it unpredictable and chaotic. I mean that Nick the Rat one was, like I said, we went from talking about satanic pedophiles and Q with Pat Militich to, in the same day, talking about <laughs> ass versus titties and having an hour long debate on it with Nick the Rat. So we're trying to send the message that even though we're into like mysticism and conspiracies, I mean you never, you never really know what to expect on here. <laughs> but yeah. um, I feel like, I feel like we pretty much uh, Noah and I and Caleb, who's not here. We, we there is like a a common thread with you guys. Like you guys have touched on um, a lot of the same exact things we're really interested in. Because like you know, who's a lot your, of, sorry, go ahead. Who's your favorite so far? 
Oh, favorite guest? Yeah. Well, we've only had, uh, I think you guys are number four. When it comes to guests. Yeah. So I guess I guess I should say you guys since I'm talking to you. Ah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> That's right answer. Yeah, I mean it's technically if everybody we've had on, I was listening to you guys way before anybody else. How how, how many times have you had Dvorak on? Just the one, or was it two times? Yeah, just the one. Yeah. And you still just haven't gotten one. Adam on, right? No, but I've been in talks about John coming on and pretending to be Adam. <laughs> Ooh, that's yes. <laughs> That'd be good. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. I don't think Adam likes that idea. <laughs> I'm, Adam will get over it. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, I think he'll come on eventually. Who knows? He's a uh, he's a lot busier than Dvorak. I think Dvorak Dvorak ain't got much going on. Like, Meh. I love <laughs> I love Dvorak. That podcast you guys did with him was great. Yeah. Thanks. Dvorak's one of a kind. That's they still a go-to to. show. I mean, they you got to listen to No Agenda. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, just to keep up on the mainstream and and all the all the bullshit. Yeah, it's my number one for sure. That's one I'd yeah. never miss an episode of. And then, uh, yeah. for the last year or so, I've been making jingles that I in songs that I get in every other episode. So that's fun. Uh, so yeah, um, I actually had listened to No Agenda maybe like four or five years ago and kind of forgot about it. And, um, when you guys did that, the Vorak episode is when I like really got into it for real. And now I don't think I've missed an episode since. So yeah, cool. thanks for that. I mean, it's an incredibly beneficial show. You know, I, I find the more I listen to really anything that dissects the mainstream media, it, it just helps me on a daily basis walking around when I'm, you know, like seeing ads or seeing, you know, the news and headlines and stuff like that. It just help, it helps build discernment, I got to say. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm glad they're starting to do the second half of show again more. They stopped yeah. doing that for a while. It's a nice sort of reality check. Yeah. I mean, and the whole community and that they've built is awesome. I'm just loving the the podcast community in general. It seems like it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's not slowing down anytime soon. And it, as the podcast community gets larger, I find it seems like the the general dialogue and in the public and in the culture seems to get healthier. Well, that's why We're on the front lines. <laughs> yeah, that's why Bill. Uh, I mean, Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton are starting podcasts. Man, they're trying to infiltrate <laughs> us. Look, here's the deal. Yep. You see all the mainstream imitating podcasts. And they right do, they don't, but they don't. I mean, they just edit the shit out of it, and it doesn't seem natural. It doesn't no. seem honest. I mean, I think people just want honest conversation. Yeah, you know, un- yeah. unedited, honest conversation. Normal people. And there's lots of mysteries to explore. I mean, we have. We were wondering if we'll ever run out of guests because we do the guest style style podcast. We always have guests on, and there's so many. There's so many mysteries mm-hmm. to talk about. There's so many things to learn. It's it's just an on, it's ongoing ever. We could do like three or four a week, and we wouldn't run out of ideas. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah you guys have especially a- around the ancient mystery stuff and the the things you guys are interested in consciousness and ancient mysteries. I mean, we'll hit yeah. 500 probably in the next year, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a really impressive roster of guests you've had over the years. Um, yeah, you guys have ne- so you guys have never actually done an episode where it's just you guys talking, no guests. Oh, we probably oh, have we a, a couple, little, a couple yeah. but in there, early few on. and far between. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, we uh, the the way we've been doing is closer to like uh, what MoFax does, where you know we got a list of topics we wrote down before we even did our first episode, and we we'll pick one out and uh, you know spend a couple days beforehand pulling clips and doing research mm-hmm. and uh, just break it down with no guests. Yeah. So um, both of us having our own our own takes on a given issue. Yeah. So I guess now we've done four like that with a topic just with us, and then four with guests. You know, one thing I love about this is the uh, the whole value for value uh, model, something I was not exposed to at all, period, before uh, No Agenda. And it's it's something that's really beautiful. Involving the listener um, in the production is, is something that just ties you together, you know, generally creates a, a lot stronger community than, I'd say, the average Joe Rogan listener. Yep, definitely. Yeah, watch, watching totally. Curry try to explain that to uh Joe Rogan was funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Their producer, yeah, he yeah. did not there's understand. There's something there that makes for great community. That, that it seems to happen over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Seems repeatable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is somewhat of a vow of poverty. Yeah. It's yeah. way more lucrative to sell that second hour. Yeah, that's because we were talking about, like, like I said, we've been talking for years about doing a podcast and just now finally did it so we were talking about like should we go with ads like not not like when you're i mean it takes a year or two at least minimum to build up to the point where you're even going to make money with ads but we just decided it's like man i don't want to do a paywall because like i have a couple podcasts i really like that do a paywall Mm -hmm. and i still haven't bought anything on the paywall like i've donated to plenty of shows in the no agenda circle Mm -hmm. when i have like a little extra money but i've never the paywall just seems kind of insulting to me even for a podcast. Yeah, like, it's still, but it's still uh, it's still lucrative for people. I mean, that's, that's the way to go, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's especially uh, egregious when you, you do put it like Sam Harris splitting. does. Say again? If you want to put the time in splitting it. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, you were yeah. breaking up a little bit there. Sounds like we got some yeah, distortion. Put the time in the split. You know, splitting up content and getting people to the second half, it is it is pretty lucrative for for a lot of these oh, guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's um Yeah, I guess it's just like uh deep fat fried. I love those guys. Uh when they split off a of drunken peasants. But and they're great. And I you know, I've watched most of their content. But, you know, they got a Patreon and like the other half of the content's on there. And it's like, man, I just don't really it's like I'd rather just be like, I don't know. I still like it's like I've I've only ever donated using the value for value system, but maybe that's just how my brain works. I don't want to like commit no, all I, the way. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm the same way for the most yeah. part. I mean, rarely would I just I maybe donate to THC to get uh, the second half of a guest that we're about to have on, or you know, mm-hmm. I do it sometimes, but very rarely. It's I'm the same as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, the main like a paywall is still not as bad as certain advertisers. Like, but I mean, Pat, like you know, Pat Militic, like. He's got good advertisers that he actually believes in, which is another way to do it. Like, you know, they got My Patriot Supply and, and they sell merch and stuff. Well, that's like, which is that, that's a, I think that's a good way to go. But yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, flying by the seat of our pants. We're noobs to this. So we're still figuring it out. So, right. For right now, we're just putting everything out for free and just spending money to however not get we, any. <laughs> however, we eventually yep. change. Yep. I, I can guarantee we will never do a uh, Sam Harris style. I'm going to release half of this podcast and then uh, cut it off mid sentence and have you, have you pay me money to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> but, yeah, good. That's I awesome. consider a host before you get too far along. 
I like Libsyn. Uh, like a uh, website host? Nah, audio. Oh, like um, like a uh, kind of similar for to the, the, say, the no, no agenda stream, kind of like that. Or no, just like for hosting your podcast files. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we're using Squarespace, so we got the files up there, and you can download them. And I got the RSS feed set up, so here in a little while, it should be everything should be out on like Spotify, iTunes. Uh, once we get approved, um, but are you talking? Once you about- get a whack of listeners, that might start to break down on you. <laughs> you yeah. might have some bandwidth problems. Oh, I, okay. And, and okay. you might have some migration problems. So my advice would be to look at a. An, an actual podcast host sooner than later. And it will actually come with a bunch of little tools to help you integrate the show into some weird markets as well. Okay. That's neat. What was the one it's you It's one of the number one thing I recommend that a podcaster spends money on after they have a good sound. Okay, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, That's good, good enough. What, uh, what was the name of that one? I'm getting a... Lipson. Lipson. Yeah, Lipson. It's short for Liberated Syndication. Beautiful. See, this is like... Uh, this is like... You know, going to school, I'm getting educated. <laughs> I always learn something listening to America. <laughs> awesome. We're still trying to just get where we want to be. Yeah, we should do this again, though. You know, in a few months, maybe after this thing is cooled down. And Blown you over. guys want to come on again, or, or we, you should do like a swap cast. The COVID yeah. 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 Yeah, this, yeah, we'll this, this one's a This one's a swap cast, right? Is that what we're planning on? Yeah, I'm streaming it right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's exciting, man, and I'll tell you what, these are like, said it before, but like, these are the least boring times ever. Things keep ramping up, and yeah, maybe by the time we do this again, we'll have a whole, uh, we'll have a whole hindsight on the COVID-19 thing, unless we're still in lockdown, which, you know. I was about to say, I'm pretty bored with this quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> if we're still in lockdown in four months, and I think we need to be revolutioning, revolutioning, revolutioning. Yeah, yeah I'm revolting. with you there. Re- yeah. Revolting? Revolting. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Um, I was yeah, overthinking no, it. <laughs> Always go with the shorter word. It's easier. Totally. Um, or a curse word. But yeah, um, yeah. Thanks again, guys. This was great. And uh, man, I just, uh, I'm. We're all excited, and I hope to talk to you guys soon. And uh, man, appreciate uh, you very yeah. much. Well done, guys. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, thanks, Graham. And. Love you guys. Stay safe up there Thanks. in the Canada or Scandinavia. Sorry, Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Thank you for your courage. <laughs> Appreciate it. ITM. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Take it easy. <laughs>